Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri. It's the second hour of our show, whether you're watching us, of course, on Pluto TV, Zumo TV store, even YouTube or sportsgrid.com. As we mentioned right before the break, we're going to bring back our special guest for today. You can find him over at Fantasy Alarm, fantasyalarm.com, and hosting his show every single day for two hours on Satellite Radio. Howard Bender back with us here. We covered a lot of fantasy football. Those of you who watched our first hour of the show, that's cool. If not, just go back on demand on YouTube. We timestamp all of the conversations that we have and exactly what we talked about. So just hit that rewind button. Don't forget, like, and subscribe to the show as well. Uh, Howard also writes for the New York Post. He put out an article that was very dear to my heart, something that I have been saying here on the show now for a month and a half. Uh, I couldn't convince my old co-host, Frank. I think Joe is on board here, though, with this, is that basically uh, Howard did an article essentially saying, if you had a fantasy ba- uh, baseball draft already, you got to redo it again. And why this is being met with any kind of contention, I'll have no idea. Howard, I'm 100% on board. How can anything that we did four months before a season began be relevant? It is not. It should be redone. I totally agree with you. Why would anybody go against this? I, it makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't understand it either. Let me qualify one thing. I did say, though, if you're in a dynasty league and you ran, like, your rookie draft or right. if you're in a keeper league and everybody declared their keepers and then you drafted, then, you know, obviously that you can kind of keep in motion because that goes from year to year. But if you're in a redraft league, I mean, I don't care. Head-to-head, roto, best ball, whatever. I mean, it should all just be thrown out the window right now because, yeah, I mean, listen, player values are completely different now than where they were, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. I did the uh, the Fantasy Sports uh, and Gaming Association draft in January. That's ridiculous. Mm. January. I mean, it's like there's no more Syndergaard. There's no more Chris Sale. Guys who weren't supposed to be playing are now all of a sudden going to start the season on time. I mean, the valuations that you should have put on your players months ago – is completely different. And any strategy that you used in a draft was not based on playing, you know, a truncated season all in Arizona. Uh, you know, I mean, how about that, that that dude who loaded up on Rockies on his team because that was going to be a great move for him offensively, right? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> no. And the other part of it is, too, and, and this was reported today, Joe and I spoke about it earlier in the show, and I think, you know, this point also drives a major thing home for me as well is at the time that we're doing the show, as we're sitting here on April the 28th, we have no idea of the minor league season. If there is no minor league season and no minor league players available, you're telling me that it's the same strategy having a fantasy team now than it was three months ago when literally every kid that you took to get a possible call-up in July or August either is not up or they're up already because of this? We don't know how many rosters there are going to be. And this notion, Howard, that everyone was playing on the same playing field, yeah, they were. They were playing on a playing field trying to walk on water and falling in the deep end. I mean, what kind of credit do you get for drafting a team that's completely meaningless? So, you know, Howard, I think that in a couple of weeks we'll get some clarity. And when we do, maybe the season's 80 games, 90 games, 100 games. Maybe it's played in five places, four, three, two, one. I have no idea. But when that happens... Why are we such in a rush to use all of our old teams? We're going to have plenty of time. Just redo it. It makes so much sense. Yeah, there's all this talk about a three-week spring training that they're going to end up doing. I mean, listen, I get it. Everybody's lives are all up in the air, and everything's been upended, and uh, your, your schedule's going to be tight. But you know what? I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that if you drafted 15 teams uh, before March 1st, that that it's even worthwhile like why would you want your money let you know laid out if you're you know whether you're doing a best ball uh on on rt sports that costs you 20 bucks to enter or whether it's your home league and you've got a hundred dollar entrance fee on that i mean i just you know you talked about rosters 
I mean, how many how many players do we know? You know, they're talking about possibly even just using the full 40-man roster on the up and up. So so all of a sudden, if you don't have marquee players, if you thought you were going to get, you know, these other building blocks who are going to probably win out the job uh, eventually, well, these guys are all platooners now. And that, I mean, where are you at? We have no idea what's going on. It just, it makes zero sense to be stubborn about it. I'll just give you an example, Craig, uh, of, of somebody who came at me about this article. Uh, Claim that, you know, oh, I drafted all these middle relievers who will now have all this great value for me because maybe they get some saves and double headers and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe they will. Maybe uh, elite closers will have, you know, the, uh, the, the upper hand here. I mean, you can't tell me that any strategy that you formulated based on a 162-game season that started on March the 26th, okay, no. I mean, everything's out the window. Yeah, no, and, and I and I just I don't understand how anybody could want that much luck involved in the conversation. Well, for I, listen, I, I think you guys, this is the perfect opportunity. Howard, do me a favor. All of these guys that are dead set on keeping their original teams that they drafted, give them my number, and I'll <laughs> hold the book for them. I want to take their action all through the season. All right, Howard, Seriously. just just send them my way, brother. Just send them my way. I'm good. We're good. Uh, no questions I, asked. I'll take their action. You and you know, and you know what the thing is, Howard. The notion that the that somebody who makes that kind of comment is only has only one team, that tells you all you need to know. They probably have ten teams. Okay, so what about the other teams where you have all these guys that aren't going to play? It's like, you know, somebody asked me the other day about Casey Mize. So Casey Mize on the Tigers, of course, is going to be a major factor in fantasy in a couple of years. He'll be an elite starter at some point, right? We don't know if Casey Mize is going to start the season with the Tigers. We don't know if he's going to be able to play in the minor leagues. And we don't even know if there's going to be a specific call-up date if he's not in the minors at all. Like, how how can you possibly value any kid on the brink? of the majors right now. Like, we don't I mean, even know if there's going to be extra innings. Like, there, none of the rules have been established yet. So right, well, but, here's, but, but here's, the, here's the craziest thing of all, okay? Here's the most bonkers thing, is that every day I got to see, Howard, because, again, we're, we're in the same community. I, I don't use industry as much, but we're in the same community, and I got to see people still drafting right now. I mean, and that's been going on for weeks. Now, again, I understand that the companies who are running drafts you got to make money. I get it. You know, th- these guys are running a business. Fantasy Alarm is a business. Sports Grid is a business. We got to deliver content. That's why we're here. But I can't, with full transparency, tell people, yeah, it's a great idea to be drafting right now. It, it, to me, it just makes no sense whatsoever. I yep. get why they're doing it. I get why the companies are doing it because they got to make a buck. Here at Sports Grid, we got to make a buck too. We're giving out futures bets. That's you know, predominantly what we did. We did it during the NFL draft as well. But for transparency's sake, season-long fantasy drafts, there's just no way I would partake right now. No, listen, I say it to everybody. And you know what? We've actually halted our coverage on MLB Best Balls on, on the website. Only because why am I going to ask somebody, you know, hey, join, the, join me in this best ball draft. It's only going to be 20 bucks and blah, blah, blah. Like, fine. The, the, the excitement of drafting with, you know, a, a bunch of fantasy analysts makes it uh, intriguing, but to put money into it? No, that's why we've maintained that fantasy alarm, the mock draft army. Right. You know, my yeah, my buddy, Andy, great. my yeah. buddy Andy Spiteri is doing that, um, and he did. You know, he did a couple of leagues just based on the mock draft army participants, um, and they drafted now because of you know other mitigating circumstances. But you know, this whole thing, you know, it's because we've been sitting there in the mock draft army having these conversations understanding all these player profiles that the MLB draft guide at Fantasy Alarm is still churning out um, are all uh, altered. Like, you know, we're talking about Mike Trout in a 100-game season right now. Yeah. We're talking about Christian Yelich in a, in a possible 80-game spread. So, I mean, it's not, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep you guys informed and educated by not saying it's not all about money. You want, you want to make some money here. We're offering free esports coverage for DFS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Mitchell's crushing it with Counter Strike. Right. You know, like I mean, that's like go ahead, make some money over there, but don't come pissing away your money uh, on on fantasy baseball right now until you know exactly when this season is going to happen. Yeah, I would tell him to Eric because it's me. Just look last year at who would have made the playoffs as the season ended at 100 games. And then look at what who actually made the plays. And if anybody right. is to tell you they drafted a team 
based upon what they thought was going to be the 100 game mark. It's completely full of crap. You know it, and I know it. So the, you're talking about two totally different seasons just last year. And now we don't even know how many games that might going to be. I, if you want to throw your money out the window, by all means, call us up. I'll hang out under the window. I'm good to go. But I don't get it, Howard. I don't understand. If I don't know the rules and there's that most books, even books will tell you, you know, hey, listen, there's got to be at least 160 games. If you're betting 162 games, you know, future bet. Yeah. We don't even know what those rules are. To me, it's completely acidine. No, it's 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 utterly ridiculous. It's it's not it's just not smart. Like that's what Craig and I talk about on our live stream all the time is just making smart bets, making smart decisions with your money. Knowing Pushing, the rules. You know, <laughs> knowing yeah, knowing the rules. I mean it's it's crazy. It really is how about how about people who are like, Yeah, I'm all in on my head to head league? <laughs> when are your playoffs? When are your playoffs going to start? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like how much of a regular season are you going to have versus what your playoffs are? I right. mean, the, the fact that you don't know means that you are you're throwing. It's that that gif of like Spanky from the Little Rascals just chucking money out the window. Yep, that's yep. it. Just here, take it, take it, take it's it. So true. Insane. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that's for sure. Um, well, I, I guess you know, just your opinion, real quick, Howard, on the news of of yesterday, which was the NBA pushing back the opening up of their facilities a week. Uh, we got a report a couple of days ago that it was going to be on May 1st. Now we're hearing that it's going to be on May the 8th. Do you still hold optimism? It's, see, I hold optimism for basically all the leagues playing at some point. The, my biggest concern is college football just because they have to have fans. Uh, fans have to be in the stands for that for college football to make money. I mean, it's just it just has to be. But it, it feels like the NBA is is trying to become the first out of the gate and then I think hockey and baseball will follow. But I don't know if I should be taking it. I took it as a positive that they're going to be able to work out kids and, and they're going to, you know, their facility is going to be open on the first. But now them pushing it back to the eighth. Is there should I go against that or still feel OK? With no, that? I think they're just they're, they're erring on the side of, of caution here. The draft is June. They're going to need they're, they're going to want to see these kids because obviously the cancellation of the NCAA tournament um, where all these kids get to showcase themselves on the big stage. Uh, is now gone. So I think, you know, you can remain optimistic, but I look at this and I say uh, 4th of July is really uh, the, the just probably the, the optimum time for sports to start up with no fans. Let the baseball game start. You can finish off the NBA season and the NHL season uh, and, and just roll right into their playoffs. Those are going to wrap up. Maybe you push the start of their next season back a little bit. You push it forward a little bit more. I know there's all been talk about the NBA actually just delaying the start of their season until Christmas time and then just running it through that way. So that way the NBA doesn't go from, uh, you know, October through April and then into the playoffs. It just goes December uh, with the playoffs wrapping up in like June, uh, you know, June or early July. And I think that that's probably just a, just a smarter move for them to do it. So, I'm holding out optimism. I'm not going to sit here and be one of those like, no, it's not going to work. And people are stupid and stop hoping. No, I mean, listen, why, why not give people hope to, to see that there, there could be something coming back uh, sooner rather than later? You take away people's hope, yeah. what are they going to do? And what do they yeah. have to, you know, what are they, what are they going to look for uh, with the shelter in place order and having to stay home? Now, you know, we're being told that the seasons are going to be canceled and there is no hope. Please, people are just yeah. going to be like, screw it. I'm just going to go hang out at the beach now and get me some COVID. Mm -hmm. yep. now, and let's face it. it, the NBA, of all the sports, has the least amount of people. You're talking about 10 guys on a roster, 11 guys yeah. on a roster. It's going to be the easiest one to keep quarantined if that's the way you're going to go. If the NBA doesn't make it, I don't know how you make an NHL team or a 40-man roster and uh, in major. I don't know how you do that. So, to me, the this NBA's got to come out. <laughs> You know, I mean, the NBA has to finish the season in some capacity. Well, it better, man, because you just painted a bleak outlook there, Joe. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a, you know, if the NBA is like, you know what, we're just going to skip a champion this year. Dude, you got nine guys on a team. Like, how? what the hell hope of baseball is yeah. that, Howard? Oh, please, we already know who's going to be the NBA champion at the end of this year. Anyway, we can just crown him now. Could be a 40-year-old LeBron James before it's all said and done. Listen, uh, Howard, before before you go, uh, you know, you, you've been broadcasting now for, I believe, almost a decade. I've been doing it forever. Um, I, I would say that that from a 
host and broadcast standpoint, I got to tell you, the last month, while, you know, certainly I think we're doing a great job here at SportsGrid, it has definitely been the most challenging for me ever. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that are out there that are saying it's amazing and it's great and we're putting out the best content. I mean, I don't think people realize how difficult it is doing sports without sports. <laughs> and when I wake up and I watch the major sports shows in the morning, and I never used to, but I do now because I know I want to make sure that I'm on top of everything and maybe I'm missing something. And it's all about not sports, it's all about basically uh, a show on about Michael Jordan. I mean, is it has it been as challenging in the in the fantasy world on your end as it has been on our end? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's been it's been crazy challenging to you know put a two hour show together to sit there and talk because you know it's it's so hard to talk when you don't know what the future is going to be to sit there and talk baseball. Like you know, thank you for the NFL draft that really kind of saved the day because it gave you you know a week and a half to two weeks worth of content just to kind of roll into the draft and now you've got about two weeks of content for after the draft before you have to start getting even more creative and start coming up with uh, with different things like, um, I don't know, maybe Monday Movie Madness, where oh. Jim Bowden and Howard Bender suggest um, a great movie that won a Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor that you should probably rent on Netflix. Oh, good God, yeah, us. we've already been through all the movies. <laughs> we've already done oh, all the movies. We did now. the baseball movies. We did the sequels. We did the prequels. I, I did something you told me to do, Craig. You were like, you know what I should do? I would do this. I In the middle of the show, I called up my wife and I asked her what it was for dinner. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Usually I have my wife knocking on the door asking me what I, what I want for dinner. Uh, well, lean listen, times, Howard. folks. It's lean times, man. Th thank you again, Howard, for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know you got a lot of work to do and certainly over at Fantasy Alarm. Uh, you know, I'm part of that family. They provide some unbelievable content. And as Howard mentioned, uh, right now, eSports is not only the only thing, but the hot thing going on right now. And until Fantasy Alarm starts doing bull riding, I'm headed over to do some uh, interesting work on the uh, on the DFS eSports. And Howard, I look forward to uh, catching up with you again soon. And thank you again for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it and wish you all the best. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure to see both of you. All right, there he is, Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. Follow him on Twitter, at RotoBuzzGuy. We are just getting started with the second hour of our show right here on Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Coming up next, you thought we were going to run out of iconic stadiums to review? Think again. You were right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were right. We're faking it again today. We're digging down deep. Oh, that's terrible. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Thanks again to Howard Bender for coming on the show. Always a fun conversation with Howard, mm -hmm. Joe. And always has some different views, I think, then. I, I, like, he, don't, he doesn't always just go with the grain. He doesn't yeah. flock to the food. I like that. Yeah. Very little animated and uh, certainly knows his stuff, man. We love Howard. And tomorrow we'll have Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports on the show. We'll go over some more fantasy football discussions, so stay tuned to that tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern right here on SportsGrid as we continue the fantasy football conversation from the draft. All right, so uh, now it's time to cover a couple of stadiums mm -hmm. and a couple of teams that we have not yet covered. And, Joe, I thought we would dive back into college football today and okay. maybe dive back into the Big Ten with one of the teams that we have not covered. How about that? I love it. Let's go. We haven't been, uh, spent much time in the Big Ten here. 
All right, so let's uh, hit on the uh, Michigan State Spartans Ooh. at Spartan Stadium, East Lansing, Michigan. They opened up in 1923, and they are of home, of course, as I've said now for the third time, Michigan mm-hmm. State Spartans. You can see it right there. And, wow, six college football championships. I don't think a lot of people would have guessed that. Now, a lot of them were in the 60s and 70s and then one in the 80s, and not much since then. But Michigan State has a nice, long-storied history. And, Joe, a great rivalry, of course, between Michigan State and Michigan. Absolutely. But, of course, Michigan also has their huge rivalry with Ohio State. But uh, Michigan State also with a new uh, head football coach coming up this year as well. That's correct. It's a new era. It is a new time for uh, for Michigan State uh, football. So uh, sometimes things just get a little stale there, and uh, it's time to uh, move on. But a very storied franchise for sure. Didn't uh... – Kurt Gibson uh, got a, was in your mission. Well, don't ruin it. I'm don't just ru- saying. You're getting ahead of the I, game. I'm just saying. Still a great stadium, though. I, from what I lot. understand, it's uh, it's nothing compared to Michigan, but in its own right, the stadium is absolute craziness there during football. You know, I, here's the question for you. Before we get to the players here, do you mm-hmm. think that there's a chance that the Big Ten ever becomes like the Big 12 or, you know, they start like doing – because, like, Ohio State is is in the Big Ten. Right. But they're not really running a Big Ten offense anymore at no, Ohio they're State. Not. They're running the spread, you know, since Urban Meyer was there. It's completely changed. Like, they're oh, throwing okay. all over the place. Do you think that there's there will ever be a time where that will happen with some of the other teams the Big Ten? Wisconsin doesn't really do it. I know Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, they run a little bit more wide open than some others. But Michigan State's, their offense is so boring over the yeah. last decade. Yeah, it really, and that's kind of the problem with uh, why it was kind of out with the old, in with the uh, in with the new. But I, I don't know that they're going to, you know, we've talked about Wisconsin. We covered, uh, of course, uh, their stadium and that program. And Michigan. It's, Michigan, it's, it's Ohio hard. State. It's hard, man. They are kind of entrenched with the way they go about it. Ohio State is the outlier. I don't know that there's going to be anybody else like Ohio State. Uh, certainly, Michigan gets enough athletes. Uh, Michigan State gets enough athletes. But True. It's all about you know philosophical differences at that point. Right. All right, so let's look at the iconic players from Michigan State, shall we? Ooh. Who's your favorite here? God, I got some good guys on this. Uh, on All this right, let's let's, let's go yeah. through them one by one. All right, yeah. uh, Bubba Smith. What is Bubba Smith known for the most? Would you say Police Academy? Absolutely. Yes, right? without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Although he was a pretty good football player too. Really good. Yes. College yep. Football Hall of Famer as well. Yep. Uh, Flozell Adams, wow. Pro Bowler year yep. after year after year with the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Got to be on here. Tony Mandarich, Joe. Yeah. First overall pick in the NFL draft. I, I think it's fair to say that when we do our busts and we've done them, Mandarich is always on the bust list, right? He's always got to be. Like, well, how, how is it possible that this guy was so good in college yep. as a lineman and couldn't play in the NFL? I mean, yeah. that's just baffling to me. It's amazing, too. Talk about one of the all-time greatest busts, huh? It doesn't get any better than... Uh... And good old, yeah, but, uh, but how are you? A, but how would you get so misidentified as an offensive lineman? Like, how does that happen? Good point. Like, you, like you're scouting the guy for four years. All he's doing is this, right? Very like, interesting. Yeah, don't quite and then, know. And then, I don't, how does that happen? I thought mm. we got to go a deeper dive on that. Yeah, his uh, story is an interesting one too, if I remember correctly. Was but, was maybe he on steroids or something like that? He I was hate to definitely that kind on of steroids. Yes, but yeah. he was definitely on steroids. Yeah, yeah. When he stopped playing, I think he lost like two hundred pounds or something. It was crazy. Uh, the before and after photos are pretty amusing, actually. Uh, like I and, like I could understand if you draft an offensive lineman in the second right. round, the third round, the fifth round, they're a bust. Like it just didn't work out. But the first overall pick. And he and he got hurt too right away. I mean, it was yeah, it was not good, and it was quite obvious rather quickly. Like, ooh, this is we kind of we we didn't get this one right. So right. can't get him all right. But he was a great college player. Don't get me wrong, he was a good. He was great. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Le'Veon Bell played at Michigan State. Yes, People probably remember that one. Charles Rogers, speaking of busts, was also mm-hmm. a huge NFL bust. Second overall pick in the NFL draft. Wow. Started Michigan State, nothing in the NFL. Andre Risen, mm-hmm. without a doubt. 
star college pro. Absolutely. And then uh, Plaxico Burris I got here as well. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State pumping out those receivers. Not recently. No. But but in, in history they did. Yeah. And and I think that in the NFL, uh, I mean, maybe Flozell Adams had the best career of all these players. I mean, Flo's- Plaxico, I guess, maybe second. I don't know. Yeah, they had a couple other um, pretty good players too over in the uh, in the day. I think uh, Brian Hoyer went there, I believe. Hoyer was a quarterback there. Uh, so was our boy there, or your boy there, current Minnesota Vikings uh, quarterback. Uh, remember him, Kirk Cousins? And yes, uh, Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yeah. And Kirk Carl Gibson Banks was, was the too. one that I wanted to bring yeah. up. But you, you, well, you ruined. I did. Yeah, I'm, so Drew Stanton was another guy. Drew Stanton uh, was good there too. Yeah. But I didn't, uh, I don't know, Carl Banks was also a Michigan State alum there, pretty good linebacker with the uh, with the Giants. And one of my all-time favorite uh, wide receivers, I thought was just pure money, was Derek Mason back in the day with Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I like that. And uh, he was also a pretty good uh, pretty good fantasy player there, too. And, yeah, he, they, they've had their share of players. They should have been so much better some years than they ever were. Just couldn't get past Michigan or Ohio State. That was it. Now, how is Michigan State ever going to beat Ohio State? Like, how is that ever going to happen <laughs> based on the kind of offense they run? Not anymore. Yeah, exactly. It, I it guess just so. was not going to. It was never going to. It got so stale so quick. And, you know, D'Antoni was just a guy that was like, yeah, we've always done it this way. So, like, oh, God, that's not going to. Yeah, he ended up quitting, but yes. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess I sort of believe that, but. Yeah, I don't you got paid. Yeah, I, well, I think they just, yeah, quietly uh, save face before the whole world comes down on you. So, sounds, sounds right. Yeah, I don't think he'll uh, be ever coaching in college again. Kirk, maybe a, maybe a smaller school. Kirk, Kirk Gibson. I mean, he best. was really good. He was really good as a coach with them, but they just, you know, he had I his mean, era. Yeah, absolutely. Nine wins, ten wins, nine wins, ten wins, but yep. You know, no championship. New no champion. Nick Saban wanted to. Didn't Nick Saban was uh, Michigan State's head coach, right? Uh, no, he was there. Yes, that's correct. Yep, Michigan, yeah. uh, Michigan State. He's part of that whole uh, Saban tree there. So, listen, they've had their players. They've had their opportunities. The problem is the game kind of passed them by over the last few years, and you know how that works with recruiting. If you know when you're when you're now going from instead of being able to take some of these players and go to Ohio State, Michigan, and now they don't even you're just getting the leftovers. That's what happens. Yep. yep. All right. So from football, let's uh, move over to basketball. And of course, everyone on Sunday nights is watching The Last Dance. Mm. It's like the only thing that's on right now. Like Tiger King, so far in the rearview right. mirror at this point. Yeah. So Tiger King feels like two years ago. When was that? I don't really remember that. It does. It just watched, happened. It feels like forever. It five times, and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, North Carolina, Dean Smith Center, Chapel yes. Hill, North Carolina. We did Duke. We got to give North Carolina their run here, and um, you know certainly have won a lot of national championships too. Yes. And um, the Tar Heels are a lot of you know kids' favorite team, of course, because of Michael Jordan. But they also had some really great players there. It's like. Who do you think that people root more for, Joe? Is it Duke or North Carolina? Which one do you think? Oh, that's uh, that's brutal. They're not that far apart. Like, and, uh, if you're not a fan of either team, do you have a preference? Like, if they play each other, who you would root for? I would usually go North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I just don't like Duke. Never really liked Duke. I know. Why Why do people not like Duke? Based Lost a on lot what? of money betting against Duke. Yeah, I was a big Kentucky fan, so, gotcha. you know, never really forgave Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, that whole crew, so... Uh, yeah, no. So it just kind of sticks with you. And then you're like, you know what? Well, you know, Dean was there. And then of course, uh, Roy shows up and, uh, you're hoping that North Carolina continues the tradition of beating Duke, but didn't always work out that way over the years. Yeah. No, nope. yeah. but four championships is impressive still. Yeah. And more than that, even before they opened up their, uh, yep. their stadium there in 1986. Yep. Uh, all right. So let's go through some of the iconic players that played at North Carolina. And, and for this one, because of Michael Jordan, I decided let's just go back throughout North Carolina history and forget about the Dean Dome. Because honestly, if you make a list without Michael Jordan, right, exactly. Michael Jordan didn't play, yep. um, didn't, play, didn't play in the new one, played in the old one. Uh, Michael Jordan at the top of the list. People forget how good Sam Perkins was in college. He was an oh, okay yeah. pro. His eyes were like half shut half the time. Uh, but either way, uh, Sam Perkins was a really good college player, good uh, good NBA player as well. James yep. Worthy, of course, many years North Carolina. 
Vince Carter did not have a memorable career, but I would say, in my opinion, Vince Carter may be the second most popular North Carolina player of all time, just because of the dunking. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And Vince, let's play. I mean, he played till he's still 50 and he's still playing, I think, right? So, I mean, yeah, Vince he, is. I, I mean, they think that he's played his last game, essentially, but. I, I wouldn't count on it. Uh, you he never could know. could come back again. No. No, he was. What uh, team was he on? Atlanta, I think, or Dallas? Uh, he just finished up with Atlanta. So, it'll be interesting okay. to see. But, uh, you know, Fred, it, Vince Carter kind of put Toronto on the map with the uh, Raptors uh, when they first uh, when they first came For to sure. the league. So uh, longevity, well respected, good guy, also a great college basketball player. Yeah, great, unbelievable yep. dunker. Uh, Antoine Jameson, mm-hmm. and 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 you know when I when I did my research for this. Stats wise, right. Tyler Hansborough was the number one all time guy in North really? Carolina. Wow. Yeah. Playing That's four crazy. years there. Yeah, I never would have thought in a million years that would be the case. Of course, uh, you don't, you know, associate him as no. being an iconic player, but stats wise, he was all American two straight yes, years was. with them and, you know, points wise, rebounds, everything. So, yep. all right. So, who did I miss? Who did I miss, Joe? No, I mean, listen, you come, when it comes to the, uh, I think, didn't Stackhouse go there? I got Jerry Stackhouse on the on the honorable mention. All yep. right, so, yeah, Stack, I thought Stack, Stackhouse went there. And, I mean, you got Vince, Antoine. I mean, you named pretty much. I got a few more I'll give you. Go ahead. What else you got on there? Brad Darty. Ooh, yeah, dude, he's actually in this uh, this Jordan yep. documentary here. Uh, Billy insane. Cunningham. Also, that goes back a while. Wow. But yes, also North Carolina. Yep. Yep. And uh, Ty Lawson in more recent. Also memory. good. Very good. I think uh, Rasheed Wallace, too. I think Rasheed Wallace was there Rasheed for a Wallace couple of years, too. That was he also. He may have only done one year there or two. Was he a one, I, one or two year? Uh, I think he was there. They were actually pretty good then there, too. And the other guy from the. Uh, uh, the guy from the broadcast, Kenny Smith, I believe, was also a North Carolina Dean Smith alum uh, there. So and this shows you how far back that reaches. Oof. All right. So we gave people a couple of days. We, we've made, mm-hmm. a, made a commitment that on Monday we're not going to discuss the documentary from ESPN That's because correct. we want to give people some time. Right. Uh, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on it because I still don't want to ruin it. But have yes. you now had a chance to dive in uh, you know, on the on the latest two episodes? It was like kind of like the Rodman show. It feels it like really was. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a great um, reminder. And it's so funny as I'm as I'm watching that and I'm watching the 89. But, you know, that that Michael Jordan Bulls team there about it's how it had such a hard time getting past Isaiah and Detroit. And then, of course. Rodman leaving Detroit a year or two, I think, in San Antonio, then eventually made a, right. their way over to uh, to the Bulls, and how you know that that period of time where Pippen was MIA uh, there in that uh, that second three peat. Uh, if it was not for Dennis Rodman, people don't realize that uh, you know he kind of missed his uh, Robin there. You had Batman and no Robin. Dennis Rodman was that Robin to Michael Jordan there for a significant portion of that season so uh his heart was never i i should say you shouldn't quite you question a lot of things about dennis rodman his ability to show up when that whistle blew was never one thing they ever worried about yeah and a lot you know i told my story about dennis rodman about i i told it on this this show about mm-hmm. he asked me to wash his car right yes absolutely give you the keys and that's so yeah. him exactly but and even jordan you know he was a guy that uh, everyone kind of let Dennis be Dennis and, and Michael did it better than anybody. Just let him be Dennis. I, when, when the chips were down and they knew somebody, he knew that Dennis Rodman was going to be there, period. Like he knew that and Dennis did. And they don't have that second three feet without Rodman at no. all. Do you feel bad at all for Isaiah Thomas? He comes off, you know, kind of as the sad figure here. Isaiah you know, was an like, arrogant, please. And Michael's right. It, you it think really he should have been on the dream team? No, I don't. And it was really? his attitude, I think, that uh, that had more than anything else to do with it. And listen, Chuck Daly didn't have you on. I don't know what to tell you. What does that tell you about you, Isaiah? What is that? What is that? Speak? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, your own coach didn't think. Well, I mean, there. Michael Jordan wouldn't play on it unless 
Unless Isaiah wasn't there, I guess. Isaiah, I well, they were arrogant. You know, that, that whole bad boy Detroit things. Uh, Michael never forgave him for that, ever. You know? Doesn't so, look like. They were kind of... Kind of not nice. <laughs> yeah. They were really not nice. They were really and not nice. And, and that's the extent <laughs> of what we will do here on the document. I hate yes. when people ruin shows for me, so yes. we're not going to ruin this but, show uh, for you. if you lived it, Check it out. If you did, I mean, it'll, oh, yeah. it'll be all. Oh, it's a good education fun. tool, I think. Oh, for people absolutely. Who, who absolutely. As well. Yep. All right. So uh, we got to take a, a quick commercial time out when we come now back. Now everyone's there, friends. <laughs> there's good news for Joe Ranieri coming no. up next. Oh, there no. is really good news for Joe Ranieri mm. starting on Wednesday. Ooh. But we got to take a quick break. When all we right. come back, I'm going to tell Joe about the good news starting on Wednesday. Not for everybody, but it is good news for right. Joe. Stand by. We'll be right back after this quick break. Mm. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe back here with you on the show. Don't forget, like and subscribe to our show. Go ahead and check out our YouTube channel mm. on SportsGrid because we have all of the recaps from all of the picks that were made in the NFL draft, covering you from a betting perspective, a fantasy perspective, and everything that you could possibly ask for. And we had so many people viewing that stuff. Go back and check it out if you haven't seen it already. Also, don't forget, make sure you catch our show, Joe and I, every day, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, live right here on SportsGrid.com. Of course, a lot of you are watching on Pluto TV, Zumo TV, or even on Stir. Let us know how you're watching on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hit us up at SportsGrid, at Craig Mish, and at Joe Ranieri. Those are the ways that you can hit us up here on the show. Um, before we get to the big reveal here. Okay. Before we get to the big story. Of, of what will be Wednesday, but of today. I got I got to ask a question here. Now, I got my phone here. All right. Uh, can you see it? Okay, I it see is. it, yep. Every, every Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, I get the same notification on my phone, and it's so sad, but yet I don't turn it off. It notifies me, Joe, that our Little League game is about to begin. Yes. You know, the season is basically over, but... For some reason, I can't delete the app. Like, I don't want to delete it. <laughs> and it's, like, the weirdest thing. Like, I see it, and I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now, I, I don't have notifications for a lot of things on my phone. I hate just getting blown right. up on my phone. Right. But it's the one thing that I feel kind of sad about, that we have no Little League games. And for some reason, I can't bring myself to to just hit the delete button or turn off the notifications. Because I kind of like seeing, oh, we would have had a game. Oh, we would have had, had a game, yeah. Even for that brief moment, it does give you that sense of somewhat normalcy. Like, I, oh, it kind of hits you. But when you first get it, you're like, oh, yeah, little, oh, yeah, we, we're not going to play. But it certainly does give you that brief half a second where it does, you know, that, that jolt where, oh, I should be at a little league game. Shouldn't I? Yeah, we, we like play, it. we're playing in the backyard like every day. Nice. Like, yeah, we really, me and my son are playing almost every single day in the backyard, throwing. Doing I'll some be over hitting. with the wiffle ball, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. He's how getting goes. there. He's really getting there. I Do mean, it. as opposed to a year ago, he couldn't even really throw a ball or playing t-ball. I mean, he's making a lot of progress. Loves that's it the now. one. Awesome. Yeah, it's the one thing that's really come out of this, as far as you know. Shockingly, I n- never would have thought I'd have this much time to play. Are you icing arm. down at night? Are you icing the arm? Are you all right? Has the elbow? You know, his arm. <laughs> his arm was bothering him a little bit. No, not uh, him. You, I'm worried about. Not him. He'll be oh, fine. Oh, me? No. <laughs> He'll be fine. It's you I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, I, there had you know, I had it. There was actually an injury uh, last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was. Okay. Yeah, there was. was. Right. Now he threw. What What happens is again. My I I have a backyard. Right. But to say that I have a big backyard would be false. 
I, I, right. Picture a backyard in a gated community. That's right. kind of what I have. Right. All right. So it's like, how how I have how would I put the dimensions here? It's probably maybe twenty feet by twenty feet. Right. By 20 feet. Yeah. It's enough to have a catch. Absolutely. Right. So right. we have a catch, you know, but behind me is the other house, essentially, you know. Yes. So he threw the ball. Oh no. And and he always throws her well, but it was it was a little bit of an errant throw, but I didn't really make a strong attempt. Okay. So it went over my head. Right. But it was a pretty it was a relatively hard throw and it hit the wall and bounced back and hit me in the neck. Oh no. And I was like, oh like it just like and that was it the only ricochet. Injury. You got the ricochet, did you? I got the ricochet yeah. effect. So my neck was like stiffer. Mm-hmm. Couple yep. of days. Yeah, to that you got a little soreness in the arm, throwing all the. Yeah, I get it. I understand. We're ready to go. Yeah. I actually dug up an old glove and, and breaking it in now and everything. Nice, bringing the oil yeah. out, doing it all. I got school, the huh? oil out. I got yeah. Love it. Old. Love yeah. it. Going old school on us. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> what is so exciting about Joe Ranieri's life? Yes, what is starting on Wednesday? Come on, you this got is the, a big uh, deal. Yes. This is a big deal. Joe will be able to play golf again. No. Starting on Wednesday in, uh, I think, it, I, I don't know if it's Dade County. I have to check this. But definitely in Broward County. Yes. You will be able to play golf in wow. Florida in nice. Broward County under certain restrictions. So let's review them. Okay. First of all, you cannot share a golf cart with anyone. Perfectly okay with that. You have to stand six feet away. From whoever you're playing with. Check. You can't pull out the pin. Done. So far, so good, man. Nothing I don't normally already do anyway, so we're good. And, to go. and, you, ha and you have to wear a mask when you're not uh, playing. Great. All right, done. Already doing that, too, as well. So that's it. Get so me on the golf so course. Yes. Now, how are you going to have any time to do this, though, is my question. Probably not, but it's just the idea, knowing that I can. Up. Yes, it's kind of like your alarm there, that you should be at a Little League game. The idea that I could look at my phone and actually nice book story. a tee time exactly is half the battle. So I. But you have, I, I think you have Saturday nothing to do, pretty much. Don't yeah, you have I a, could a day kill Saturday. a couple hours. Yeah, it would be nice Get to be able to go. Saturday out. tea time. You should go play Saturday. Yeah. You should you should reward yourself for all your hard work that yes, you've done. Yes, I Saturday. should go out there and get uh, and go out to two hundred with a mask on. I think it'll be great. Let's go. I, I, absolutely. I think that's. Uh, and I got no, no sharing team. of a ball, obviously, that goes without saying. There are going to be a lot of people out on the, uh, on the golf course. Which and never, it's like the social distancing sport, though. That's what cracks me oh, up. Oh, I know. Golf. That's the one thing you can get away with. Now, listen, basketball courts are also open. Really? Okay. Yes. Wow. But you can only play horse. Okay. And you have to that play with horse. your own ball. I love to see that in force. Yes, that's going to be crazy. interesting. Yeah. That's going to be fun you to just, watch. You know what the problem is? You may just not want to play basketball yet. That's it. You golf sounds to... legit. Like this, like I'm not a big golfer, but this sounds legit. Like yeah. I think you, I think the, the courses are going to be open and people are going to pull this off. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. people are going to start playing. It sounds realistic. Yep. Everybody's got a far anyway. away. Yep. No you have problem. your own cart. Go play. That's I mean, it, it may take a little bit longer, but whatever. Play nine then. Got, doesn't make a darn. It's not even going to take that much longer, really, because it's just the. It's everyone gets their own cart and you're good to go. I mean, it's not that hard to. Uh, I love it. I, lo I love the idea that. Uh, uh, when when are they doing this? Today or is it tomorrow? They're doing it. Wednesday. We're doing it tomorrow. All right. So I get. Yeah, I'm in, man. We're booking some tea time this weekend. We're and I'll let you know. I'll do a live Saturday report from there. Play. Yeah, I yes. know Friday's tough to do and Sunday's tough. Yep. We're doing a live report from the golf course. We'll let you know <laughs> exactly what we got going on there. Mask and all. Love that. Uh, a couple of other just offbeat stories here. Mm -hmm. and, and then I want to hit on Trevor Lawrence here for a minute. But uh, Microsoft Word made an announcement yesterday, Joe. Okay. And the announcement is that from now on, mm -hmm. it will be incorrect to have two spaces in between sentences on any kind of Microsoft Word document. They are changing okay. the rules that we knew about Microsoft Word for the last 20 years. Right. So instead of two spaces, there will be one. Really? So I don't is know. that, I'm, so if I hit the space in between two, they're not going to allow it? Is that really? No, seriously? it's going to take you to one space in between as opposed to two, which wow. is how it's always been for the last, I mean, this is earth shattering type stuff here. Wow. That, and during the pandemic that, that this is, this I is the focus. I'm glad they've got their stuff together at Microsoft that they can Do you use out. Microsoft yeah. Word at all? 
I do. Yes, I do. I use Word a lot, but I, I, I never really got into the whole more than one space kind of thing because it's not very appropriate. Well, I think on yours, it probably won't get all updated. But when they put out their new, yes, you know, stuff, however they do it, whenever yep. you buy something and then, you know, you subscribe or you get Microsoft Word, it comes yep. with it, you pay extra. From now on, when you do it, whenever that is, when you hit return, it's going to take you right to the next. Uh, Correct. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. That is, uh, I'm glad they put their foot down because nobody, I mean, absolutely nobody likes that double space. Nobody. No, they don't. No. It's like me being very close to the camera, you know. It, it's like typing I, I in all back. caps. It's just, it's very rude. And, you know, I'm glad they decided it's to do rude. something. Yeah. It's rude. Not the way I would have described <laughs> it. It's just rude. It's it rude. really is. You offend right. people if you double space like that. So it's, very, it's very offensive. Yep. Maybe all texts now have to be you know, single space too. Gonna be an announcement. Exactly. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Now, now to the realistic talk here. We just had the 2020 NFL draft. I right. think that we would agree that in 2021, Trevor Lawrence, barring something insane, right. is probably going to be the first overall pick. But here is my question: yeah. Burrow outplayed Trevor Lawrence in the national championship game, and it wasn't relatively close. I get it. Right. I still like Trevor Lawrence better than I like Joe Burrow. If it was up to me well, and I had my pick amongst all the players, I would have taken Trevor Lawrence over Joe Burrow. And I think that rather than pulling a Miami Dolphins half tank and they got lucky and they got Tua right. anyway. By the right. way, they got lucky getting Tua because Tua got hurt. Yeah, exactly. If Tua didn't get hurt, they wouldn't have got him. Like they're saying this all the Dolphins, they got him anyway. They got him anyway because Tua got hurt. That's he would have been the second pick in the draft for sure. Maybe the first. Yep. I, I think that Carolina or Jacksonville, I, I mean, go all in, embrace the tank, go yep. two and fourteen or one and fifteen for this guy. Yep, I agree. Right. I, somebody's going to do it. You know it. I know it. But they didn't. But I thought it. the Dolphins were going to do it last year. Yeah, they got plenty. Of yeah, but it still worked out for them. They got the guy that they ultimately they, was they got him, but not out of their own stupidity right. of, of winning. Listen, they had no business winning that game in New no. England last year. They could have easily lost, and everyone would have been fine with it. Totally ridiculous. But it almost cost them getting the quarterback. It almost did. It almost did. And it would have been interesting if somebody had jumped them. And then and, and I would have loved to have seen exactly what was going to be the next move there. Uh, because Herbert may not have been an option for them. And that changes the whole thing. But as it turns out, listen, they got their quarterback. They also uh, were able to establish a culture there in Miami. Uh, where it did, you know, they got blown out by 50 points there in the first game against Lamar and company, and where they started right. and where they finished. Um, you know, they shedded all the big contracts. They they did it right. Miami's done everything in the tank book. They followed it to a T. They've done it better than than the process with Miami has been better than many other teams have uh, who have come close. And Miami for years, you know this. They were the definition of mediocrity. They always, yeah, congratulations with the 15th Up pick. Or seven and nine. Oh, it's like, come eight, on. Eight. Yeah. But, but you know what? I'll, I'll tell you why I disagree a little bit. Because the Dolphins executed the tank plan in terms of building a roster for the season. Right. But they defied that no. with the way that they played in the second half of the year. They right. started 0 and 7 or 0 and 8. Like that was the plan. Mm hmm. And, and they were executing that plan. I, I mean, no one in their right mind after game one of watching them lose to Baltimore thought that they had any shot at winning two games. Yes. No, I mean, none. I mean, the lines on those games, were they were, they were what, 28-point dogs against Dallas? 27-point dogs? It was ugly. And, yeah. and so it, it leads me to believe that no matter what you do in the NFL, if mm -hmm. your general manager or organization sets you up, potentially, let's call it Jacksonville, right? Like if Jacksonville trades that defensive yep. end and yep. they trade Fournette, right? Like if those two guys are gone, Joe, you know before the happening. season starts, yep. Jacksonville is not, they, they should not win three or four games, mm -hmm. even with Minshew playing okay. Right. With all the players that they would get rid of, but there's pride, there's uncertainty, yep. and because of that, there. I just don't think that there's any such thing as a full-on tank because the Dolphins, while they executed it going into the year, their execution was poor on that at the end of the year, and it almost cost them their guy. It, it's kind of hard because you're, you're trying to establish a culture there, right, as a new coach, as a uh, – and, and it may not – it's that tough nose, never give up. You can't sell tank. I mean, organizations tank, players don't. 
So, I mean, that's the big thing, too, that people don't realize is that while, yes, the, the very top of the food chain may be like, we ain't planning on winning a lot of games. Players don't tank. Uh, that's just not who they are. They're not built like that. So kind of hard in this sport to emphasize, hey, guys, we really need Tua. So at that particular point, establish a culture of toughness and whatever happens, happens. I, yeah, mean, it's, I, I, mean, I mean, the Dolphins traded every viable player everybody. they had every last year, right before the season started. Jacksonville seems like they're on that track. It's going to happen. I, I'm with you. I think they're going to start collecting assets for next year's draft right now. As they should. Yep. And then yep. they could get, and, and potentially getting Trevor Lawrence is like getting, I mean, Burrow, we'll see, but it is like chasing down a Burrow where it could potentially yes. alter your whole franchise. And it's it also is easier that. to do in the NFL, though, because you don't have to wait as long in order to rebound and become viable again. Right. Well, the it, NBA is similar. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, you got to hope for ping pong. It depends balls. on who the guy. Yeah, that's true too. It's not a guarantee. The yeah, NFL helps you lose. Like they help you get better. Right. Everything they do about giving you the first pick if you suck. Uh, I mean, everything they do down the line is they give you every chance to go ahead and right the ship. So, and for those teams that have not been able to do it, that tells you tells you a little bit something like that. The whole league is geared towards. I mean, if you finish last, you're not playing the first place team next year. You're right. playing the team that finished last. The Carolina's tanking too, right? Sort of. I no? can't see Carolina winning. I, I, I just not with that. Five games. I mean, but, again, but, I, but I feel like with them getting Bridgewater and having the Caffrey, it's not really. I mean, there, there's more talent there than Jacksonville, right? Are the Redskins tanking? Well, I don't know. Every uh, year, it's like I mean, all. I don't. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, new, and you've got new coaches trying to establish cultures in there. Right, it's tough, man. It it's tough for these teams. I'll still go with Jacksonville. And what is Chicago going to do? Uh, I don't know. They're, but they they have to try and win now. I don't think they're yes. in a position to to not. Try I think Jacksonville is prime. Prime. It feels it feels like that's the direction. Like okay, receivers, yep. okay, offensive line. They're gutting the defense. Yep. I mean, they're going to lose Ramsey. Calais Campbell and Ndakwe, and <laughs> it's like the three best players they yeah, had. That was it. It's all they had left. And it's like, okay. And if they trade for an Ed, who are they going to run? Nobody. They, they're, Nobody. Yeah, no, not going to happen. Jones Drew? No, they might bring him back, yeah. We're friends well, Madden football player now, too. I Yeah, I think they are. The tank is on, and it's going to be. I don't even know what that prop bet must be, but the odds of. Four and a half wins for them. Trevor Lawrence odds being the number one pick oh, next year. You could just take it to the back. I love that guy, man. Yep. I know he had a bad game against Ohio State, but I've watched him play so much. And you know, yeah, it's just it's take just, it back. It wasn't the year him, before they, they won the championship game. with him. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm, in, I'm in on that guy. Yep, I don't blame you. All right. Uh, that'll do it for our show for today. Thanks to Howard Bender for coming on. Appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern right yep. here on Sports Grid. So make sure you tune in. For my co-host Joe Ranieri, I'm Craig Mish. Reminding you, those of you who are out there, stay safe, wash your hands, try to practice social distancing, even though a lot of the country is opening back up. Please mm -hmm. stay safe. Don't get sick. We want sports back soon. I know you guys do, too. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Also, don't forget to catch Joe and Dane in the morning on the early line. Until then, have a great one. For Joe, I'm Craig. See ya. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.